0: Well, it is indeed a real joy to be with you tonight, folks, and I, I give a really warm welcome to everyone who's come along uh, this evening, a special welcome, of course, to Russell and Bronwyn, Bronwyn's my daughter, and Russell, my son-in-law, who've come along especially to hear Dad tonight. I thank you for coming and a big welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus. And and as we gather together tonight to consider the person of the Holy Spirit, let me just get my Bible ready. The word of God is living and powerful, you know, and... I just want to have it ready for references. As we consider together... Can you hear me down the back? As we consider together this message on the person of the Holy Spirit, I wish to assure you folks tonight... That we, the people of God, having been justified, which simply means made right with God, through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, are left in absolutely no doubt as to who the Holy Spirit is. For the scripture very clearly teaches that he, the Holy Spirit, is a person The third person of the Godhead, who we believe and understand to be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, these three that Scripture teaches are one. From the very first chapter of the book of Genesis, the first chapter in the Bible, There are many references to the Holy Spirit right through to the very last chapter in the book of Revelation. We have reference to his work in creation where we read that the the earth initially was without form and void and darkness covered the face of the deep. Then God said... Let there be light and there was light after the spirit first of all was moving upon the face of the waters. We have reference to his activity also in coming upon people in the Old Testament where God chose special people to carry out a particular duty in his name, and he equipped them, we read, with the Holy Spirit. It might say the Holy Spirit came upon so-and-so, and, and, and they were able to carry out the work to which God had called them, or God sent his Spirit upon someone also. And we read these passages as we go through the Old Testament When we come to the New Testament, we have absolutely numerous references to the Holy Spirit. We have his activity not only in the church, but as the message of the gospel is preached by the apostles and men and women come to faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, we read that the Holy Spirit, is moving and working in the midst of, of his people. Uh, and little churches, groups of people, they didn't have buildings like we have today, uh, were gathering together and they were ministering to each other and they were teaching others in the, in the message about the Holy Spirit. We have his c- coming upon people, especially chosen, also through the New Testament. Now, when we come to uh, John's Gospel, chapter 14, and I want you to turn, please to John's Gospel, chapter 14, and we'll read verses 16 and 17. Jesus is, is speaking here. He said, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper or a comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of Truth whom the world can't receive because it doesn't see him or know him. But you know him because he dwells with you and shall be in you. The Father will send him in my name, Jesus said. He also said the world can't receive him because it doesn't see him it doesn't know him that's the non-christian world the unconverted world where people do not know jesus christ and he also said that another scripture in another scripture that the unbeliever can't even understand the things concerning the spirit of god They are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But you know him, Jesus said to his disciples. He dwells with you and shall be in you. Can you grasp this wonderful truth, brothers and sisters, that the Holy Spirit not only dwells with the disciples and not only dwells with us, but shall be in you, Jesus said. The Holy Spirit in his divine role was present with the disciples and shall be in them. Referring no doubt to that wonderful day when the Holy Spirit was poured out in power on that day of Pentecost and came to not only live in the hearts and lives of the disciples, but came to live in the heart and life of every believer right down to this day. He dwells within you, he has come, and and you are part If you are a believer, you are part of the knowledge of the Holy Spirit living within you. Now look at verse 26 of John 14. But the helper, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name... He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have taught you. Here Jesus promises his disciples that the Holy Spirit will not only teach them but bring to their memories all that he taught them before. That's wonderful, isn't it? The Holy Spirit could come and he could, he could just bring back to their memory things Jesus taught them while he was here on earth. I think that's a wonderful thought. Now turn to chapter 16 and verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, said Jesus. It is to your advantage That I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, who is the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. In this passage, Jesus promises to send the Spirit when he returns to the Father. Can you see the truth of the oneness of the Godhead here? Earlier it is the Father who sends the Spirit in Christ's name. Here it is the Son who sends him to his followers. Look again at chapter 14 and verse 18. Very short verse. I will I will not leave you, Jesus said, like orphans, having nobody to care for you. I will come to you. And he comes to you and he comes to me and he came to them in the person of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible teaches that when we pray, the Holy Spirit takes our prayers and presents them to the Father for he is our advocate, the one who pleads before the Father on our behalf. Romans eight eleven reads, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from death will also quicken or bring to life your mortal bodies, how? By his Spirit, who dwells within you. And we, his people, can be assured today and every day that he is with us, that he will hear us, even though we cannot Hear or see him. Now, if Jesus is where God is, a place that we understand to be heaven, where is heaven? We can't explain exactly where heaven is, but we do know that God is there. Think again of our scripture reading in Acts 1. I remind you that Jesus ascended up. As the disciples looked on, Why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The two angelic messengers asked. This same Jesus, who you have seen go into heaven, will come again in the very same way that you have seen him go. Undoubtedly, it is up there, past the realm of the universe as we know it, Uh, but it is a place different from the created world we know. Of course, Our God is not confined to just living in heaven. He is too big for that. (laughs) He is there, but he is everywhere, folks. He fills the universe with his presence. He is here today as we his people gather together to worship him. He is not only everywhere... He is all-knowing, he is all-powerful, he is active in the lives of his people, he is active in the life of the church, this church, just as Jesus and the Holy Spirit are, and is to be acknowledged and worshipped by all who own his kingship. The Bible teaches that when we experience the resurrection, or if we are still alive on this earth when Jesus returns, these mortal bodies of ours will be changed in a moment. The scripture says, In the twinkling of an eye, as quick as you can blink. For to live in heaven, our bodies must be immortal. Immortal like that of our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. And there we will live forever and enjoy the glories of heaven. This is our hope as God's people, a hope which we read of in the scriptures in Titus chapter 2, and verse 13, which is described as an anchor to our souls, keeping us sure and steadfast and looking forward to that glorious day. Are we living with that blessed hope in view? That's a challenge to us, isn't it? Now, where is the Holy Spirit? The fact that God is in heaven and Christ has gone to be with him there doesn't mean that we are left without hope in this life on earth. Remember the promise made by Jesus to his disciples in John 14 and 16? He promised that the Holy Spirit would be with his followers wherever they went on earth. He will stay with you forever, Jesus said. He has come and he now lives within the heart and life of each one of us who own Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. Yes, if you are a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit living within you. This is the teaching of Scripture. And his desire for you and his desire for each one of us is to make us more like Jesus. His desire also is to teach us the words of Jesus and the Word of God as a whole, and in doing so, mould us into the type of people. God would want us to be. Of course, we can live for ourselves, or as the Apostle Paul would express it, live to obey our old way of living, our old nature, the flesh, or we can choose to live in the Spirit, live to please our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that's a choice which we can make as individuals and I just challenge each one of us, myself included, tonight to remember this wonderful fact that he, the Holy Spirit, is working within our lives to make us more like Jesus and it is our duty and responsibility as believers to seek to walk in a way that is pleasing to him. Paul states in his letter to the Romans if you do not have the spirit of God you do not belong to the family of God. The songwriter had it very correct when he wrote these wonderful words some of you might know born of the spirit with life from above into God's family divine justified remember put right with God justified fully through Calvary's love oh what a standing is mine And the transaction so quickly was made when, as a sinner, I came, took of the offer of grace, he did proffer, he saved me. Oh, praise his dear name. The question comes to us. If you're not sure that you belong to the family of God, folks, please stay behind for a few moments and let's have a chat about it. See our pastor, Graham Zirk, down here, or one of the elders of this church, and we would be only too happy to speak with you and have prayer together. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you tonight for your word. We thank you for... the the truths contained in your word which you have made very clear to us we pray that you'll bless each member each person uh, mentioned here tonight and we pray that you will touch our lives and our spirits with the anointing power of your spirit as we live for you day by day bless us, we pray. Keep us very near to to yourself and help us to learn day by day to experience the new life we have in Christ through your spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.